In studio with me, Advocate Selby Mahoto, the spokesperson for the Special Tribunal. Advocate Mahoto, good morning to you. Thanks for taking time to come into studio today. Good morning, Ms. Kathy. Thank you very much for the invitation. Good morning to the listeners too. Of course, when we look at the way that corruption is spoken about in our country, often it seems that the public sector is the most corrupt sector that we have. And yet what the Zondo Commission tells us is the fact that for every corrupter, there is a corrupt, for every corruptee, there is a corrupter. And you have these relationships, corrupt relationships that take place, emanate from the public sector or from the private sector into the public sector. So the relationship is actually intertwined. And um, therefore, it's not really easy to say which is more corrupt, but both having very high levels of corruption. Certainly, uh, there is a corruptor and there is a corruptee. Because uh, if you look at uh, the reports that have been produced largely by the Zondo Commission, they detail the extent to which monies have uh, flown from public and private sector institutions irregularly, unlawfully, and as such ought to be uh, recovered. We are at a point uh, at this stage, I think in your intro you did mention the Bain uh, case that mm-hmm. is actually uh, happened in the UK yesterday. And uh, listening to the an earlier interview by uh, Mr. Hrotes and uh, the acting DG of Treasure, there is a very interesting observation there that is being made. Uh, for instance, if you look at uh, the UK system, what it does is that I see they are now beginning to move into the legislative amendments such that if a person is caught having a committed acts of corruption, paying back the money is not enough. They are now moving into a system wherein, right, a person has been caught doing acts of corruption and then he says, no, uh, I'm paying back the money. Now they want this person to be put uh, on hold uh, in other ways. The company should be taken off for a particular period of time. I think it's in this uh, particular one is three years. Mm. That is actually a precedent-setting example, and I see that uh, the UK is, all, is also now approaching the US. And I do believe that if uh, South Africa at some point does come to that uh, determination, as the acting DG has said, we will be seeing something coming up. It's not long in South Africa that we had that type of a case uh, in the SAP versus the Department of uh, Water Affairs and Sanitation. There were huge payments that were done. I think there was a contract that was entered into some time in 2016, 2017, somewhere there. Monies were paid. And as soon as these irregularities were picked up, the company then offered to pay back the money. And then that was it. So, so, so there was a settlement agreement. But the, uh, the, the point I'm making is that once we get into the system of paying back the money is enough, but what happened to the professional integrity and reputation at is, is, as mm-hmm. it is happening in the Bain case, I'm sure most people, will, this will actually serve as a deterrent. We will not see most uh, cases coming in and uh, out like that. What I want to find out from you in a moment is the work that you have done um, to actually help in as far as recouping monies from the private sector. For now, it's 9.30. Let me take you to the news desk with the latest. 
Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. We continue with the thinking point this morning. Of course, I'll also be taking your calls 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107. Where are we as a country when it comes to pursuing monies that have been lost to corruption in the private sector? And what is our track record in holding these companies, sometimes big multinationals, accountable for their complicity in corruption? In studio with me, Advocate Selby Mahoto, who is the spokesperson for the Special Tribunal. So, Advocate Mahoto, you know, the tribunal will, of course, uh, talk a lot about the success that it has had and, uh, you know, recouping monies from the private sector. And we know the stories. We've seen them. What about the private sector? So, Kathy, we have not done a lot of work in as far as the private sector is concerned at this stage. The recoveries that we alluded to uh, since the establishment of the special tribunal in the region of $9 billion is largely from the public sector. Uh, state-owned government uh, enterprises, government departments, municipalities, and so on. And uh, with the work that is actually coming uh, slowly, we will be able to move into that space. But I must also indicate that as, at this stage, uh, since the special tribunal was in its uh, initial, initial formative uh, stage, we had largely uh, dealt with the uh, COVID-related cases and uh, other procurement irregularities uh, in Transnet, in ESCOM, uh, amongst others. But uh, our understanding is that now that uh, the special tribunal, the the, 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 the term has now been extended, there is work that is now beginning to come. One of the things is that uh, with the Zondo Report Commission that has actually been released in stages, it is going to be uh, taken to parliament. It will be tabled there. Reference are going to be made. And at that point, once the investigation has been concluded, it will only be then that where there, there is a need for judicial, for, for reference for judicial uh, uh, inter, in interventions, that is where it will come in. Remember the special tribunal, we are not an investigative body. We only get cases that are being referred to by the uh, in, uh, by the special investigating unit. So, so, so are you saying that as it stands, there have been no investigations referred to the special tribunal that include or involve the private sector? Uh, at this stage, we do not have any, uh, no, we don't have any private sector investigation. Uh, 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 cases as yet they have not been much relating to the private sector as it's as it is uh, why do you think that is because there's no shortage of companies and, and like i was saying including multinationals that have been fingered in the zondo commission report some of these companies have even paid money back which many of course see as an acknowledgement of guilt and acknowledgement of the fact that they had done something wrong. Well, uh, I think we need to, to, to get something quite uh, clear in this uh, in this conversation that, well, the the, the, the special tribunal operates as a court, mm. and as a court, it will it is not in a position to choose or pick up cases that needs to come for adjudication. Mm. We are guided by the investigation what has been investigated, what has been concluded. 
uh, there, there is a risk here that we need to avoid. That uh, much as we are angry, we understand the societal feeling about issues of corruption, but this issue, there evi- the, 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 the should be a thorough investigation. Evidence needs to be prepared so that when it comes to court, ultimately, it's clear. With the cases that we have had, uh, for instance, the earlier one that I mentioned, uh, the SAP, that is a multinational corporation. Mm. It was ready to be adjudicated, but now they jumped in and they went in for a settlement amount. Uh, we have done a lot of cases at uh, other state-owned enterprises. That is where the focus at the moment is. I'm not de- uh, uh, in denial that there might be private sector cases that will be coming. And as and when that time comes, the special tribunal will be in a position to adjudicate such. Uh, but what what is the message that this sends to you then? That ultimately there aren't cases that are being prepared for prosecution in this country that include some of these big companies? There are investigations that are going on that we'll, we will acknowledge. I wouldn't want to create an impression that the government or the public sector rather is the most uh, corrupt uh, place where irregularities okay. Yes, in the private sector there, are also, there, there is also a lot of corruption that is taking place that we do acknowledge. But that until that uh, uh, has been investigated, outcomes being made, and mm. cases presented to court is then that we will be able to say and, yes. And, and that's the and, part that I'm pointing to, right? That yes. that even though the corruption may be taking place and there may be record of it, these cases are not necessarily going to court. And which is why then the sentiment around corruption prevailing in the public sector will remain. Yeah. No, they do come to court. Mm-hmm. They do come to court. They might not be coming to the special tribunal, but in other courts, uh, in the high courts, in other uh, legal forums, they, they 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 are going there. But as the focal point being the special tribunal, we we have not had uh, much of a, of private sector cases. Isn't that curious, though? Don't you find it curious? Uh, we do. We do find it curious because, uh, like I say, a lot of uh, information has been thrown out there, right? But for it to come to, 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 to court, it has to be, it has to go through all the stages that uh, I've mentioned. And up until then, is then that we'll be able to say, no, here are the cases, here, this is the outcome, and this is what uh, the, uh, the, 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 the investigations have picked up, and this is what the findings are. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe just to put something also into perspective is that when the special tribunal was established, it was established in response to a particular uh, period that has uh, taken place because it was ref- it, 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 there was also an amount of 15 billion that, that was put in as the money that ought to be recovered. Mm-hmm. But as we went into into the system, as we went into court, we realized that it was actually more, and uh, that re- is actually more that that needs to be recovered. It's not the initially identified 15 billion, and that is where we are now, and that is why it uh, has been presented, and that is All what right. has been able to be proven in court. All right. I'm going to just take a, a couple of callers that have got questions for you, and then we'll continue uh, with the rest of our open line on 11 uh, Let me kick it off with Mark in Johannesburg. Good morning, Mark. Mark in Johannesburg. Good morning, Mark. Mark in Johannesburg. Good morning, Mark. 
Mm. Mark, switch off your radio, please. Good morning. Yeah, it's me. Yes, Mark. Yes, Mark. I, just wanted, I just wanted to find out uh, what is happening with the, the nine billion. How are they going to stop it being new to the game? And how is it going to benefit the guys on the street corner to keep them off the street, give them proper jobs? How is this going to benefit South Africa? What is going to happen exactly detailed with that nine billion and many more that's going to come? All right, Mark, thanks for the question. Thank you very much. What has been the process is that the, uh, the $9 billion is actually worth the amount of orders that has been, is the monetary value of the orders from the various cases. And this uh, part of this is actually the contracts that have been reviewed and set aside. This is in the form of interdicts and uh, other recovery methods. So, 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 what uh, the SIU would be doing in this particular case once they've been granted they've been granted this order they do have the responsibility to, to execute them that means they have a duty to enforce these orders in the form of forfeiting forfeiting of uh, the monies to the state and uh, as, as, as such related aspects that is how the money gets, gets to be counted and gets to be collected so so basically it goes back to the revenue so so there's no nine billion in hard cash necessarily that um has been collected yet it's still some of it might still be in the process of being recovered this includes the hard cash this includes the properties preservation orders preservation of properties uh, movables and immovable properties and other monies that have been spent elsewhere So, so 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 where the money has been spent uh, in the form of purchasing or through procurement, uh, that, that actually gets counted in that nine billion. That is how it is. Uh, it is calculated, and, and it goes back into the national budget. It goes back into the national uh, fiscal yes, into okay. the national budget. And, and there's so, no so, way. So, so where the where mm-hmm. they sorry, just just sorry sure. for interruption. And then where they are uh, uh, execution of these orders, if ever, for instance, it is a property that has been identified, it will either be taken through the sale of execution. They will be auctioned, but at the end of the day, the claim that the the the, the injury this thing must actually fit the injury. The claim must actually fit the the relief must actually be uh, proportionate with what has been taken from the public coffers. So that is actually how it is presented. And when an order is ultimately made, it will actually be made to recover what has been taken from the uh, treasure. All right, Mike in Newlands. Good morning. Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. Yes, I'm here. Sorry. I can't hear the radio on my phone, so it's a struggle, but I'm here. Yes, you're live on the radio. Mike, you've got a question for the advocate. <clears throat> Good morning, I have. Yes, well, first of all, I've got a comment. I think, uh, Kathy, you're probably fishing in the wrong sea. Um, uh, I don't find it curious that you're not finding many private companies. I was a private company. I sold out to a multinational company and sat on the board for some three years. And I can assure you that most multinational companies do not want to be breaking the law in this country or any other. And that is a really good protection that we have. If you have a case like Steinoff, it's a different, there's always an exception. But by and large, you will find that private companies are pretty much honest. And the multinationals, except for the course of the Baines of, of this world, which get involved in... An, an and McKinsey? And McKinsey, exactly. But I'm talking about the Barlows, Mercedes Benzes. I'm talking about Coca-Cola. Uh, the company I worked for, Service, Bidvest. 
these companies, you don't hear them in scandal. So I think generally that we have generally honest companies. My question for your good advocate is this. Um, <clears throat> I know you, um, you know, I, I don't quite understand what you do, but I would like to ask you, is there any way that you could investigate what happens between South Africa and Cuba? I have this theory that we've, uh, we send money to Cuba, we've just sent $2.5 billion, uh, for mechanics to come and repair our trucks in South Africa because apparently, advocate, our mechanics here are too stupid and too useless. So we have Cubans working in our SANDF camps. And we pay them $2.5 billion. We also broke the law. We imported drugs in from Cuba, if you'll remember, for the vaccines, which was highly illegal and broke all the exchange control regulations. We have an open and a shut case. But unfortunately, in Cuba, being a one-party dictatorship, we can't investigate the bank balance or the bank accounts there because, like Russia, they won't let you do that. It's not an open like the Western countries where you can investigate a bank balance or bank accounts in another country. With all this money flowing to a Cuba, advocate, is there any way that you could investigate that and find out what is really going on? Are we breaking exchange control regulations by sending all this money to Cuba for no reason at all? Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, what uh, uh, the special tribunal does is actually not to investigate. But uh, sometime last week, I did see the, and, and I appreciated the extent to which now the executive takes the issue of uh, this international relations very, very seriously. For instance, where crime has been committed elsewhere. Mm the mutual legal assistance in place to get the the wrongdoers to come and account on the South African shores is actually being uh, looked into very, very seriously. So there is a policy, there is a draft uh, bill that will be out for public comments relating to the extradition, relating to the mutual legal assistance. And once all those are in place, I'm sure that our method of accountability in as far as uh, wrongdoers is concerned will have improved uh, much more uh, in a much more broader scale uh, as long as uh, this uh, the, 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 the special tribunal as a court will not is not in a position to order or to direct the investigators to go and conduct investigations at a particular corner and, and achieve a particular outcome once they come to the special tribunal they institute civil recovery proceedings that is where the mandate uh, or the scope of jurisdiction of the special tribunal begins and ends. Uh, but if they come and say, you know, we have done these investigations, these are the alleged irregularities, and we seek an appropriate uh, order to remedy the situation, that is where we come in. Uh, so, so, so I think the caller here should be in a position to understand that we are not an investigative body, we are an adjudicative body. Okay. Churchill, Elim Tata, good morning. Hello. Hi, Churchill. Hello. Yes, my sister. Thank you. Uh, look, man, uh, I, I'm concerned. Uh, we, 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 we always pride ourselves for having the most progressive constitution. And yet, uh, it makes us vulnerable because there are people who would come even from other countries to come to this country and commit crime. Uh, the track record speaks volumes. It's concerning. We're not doing quite well. I think the advocates, they will agree with me. For instance, let's, let's make an example of the case of the group test. It was known that we as South Africans were actually dragging our feet when the UAE was actually trying to make South Africa cooperate. Mm. 
That's quite concerning. Now it's uh, the UK. And I want to ask the advocate, what is it that we are not doing right? Which was done right by the previous administration. First of all, when there were Scorpions, organizations like the Scorpions, you could look at the conviction rates there. Today, you look at how many politicians have been convicted under this current administration. Mm. You, you will still be wanting. Then you look at the, you talk about the life of Kiss the Lady, maybe it's all rest in peace, and many others. You know, you could say that there was progress. But now, really, it's reached the point, it's as if politicians and other, you know, well-respected people are above the law. It's quite concerning, honestly. And, and, and so you, you could ask me... Y- yes? yes, go ahead, Churchill. If you, you could ask from the advocate, what is it that they are not doing right? That was being uh, done right during the times of the Scorpions in terms of fighting uh, with this guy. The Scorpions, they were respected worldwide. Mm. Their reputation was well known. You know, Churchill, uh, part, 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 part of what you're saying also um, speaks to the criticism sometimes that is leveled um, uh, when it comes to the criminal justice system. And you have some cases that are before the tribunal, right? Uh, we can talk yeah. about one, the former health ministers, William Kize, where processes are underway to recoup money, etc., etc. But there isn't necessarily a full-on criminal case that is underway um, against the minister as it stands. But that I understand is because it it requires a different threshold to take cases to court than it does for civil proceedings. Advocate? It does. It does. Uh, You are very, very correct, and so is the caller. Everything has been done right, uh, says Keith, Uh, in compliance with the law, in compliance with the Constitution. No one is above the law. That when I can say with a full conviction like you have said we have we have a case of digital vibes where the former minister is implicated we have adjudicated on the former mec for health uh, in routing there were alleged irregularities in the procurement as a result of the findings made at the special tribunal consequences happened and so uh, they did happen in the eastern cape where the mec they was involved and many other cases that are still that are still uh, Subjudicate because they, they they are still uh, pending. They are, they are pending legal processes uh, on those cases. Everything is being done right. Uh, the, uh, the 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 United Arab Emirates and the UK, for instance, South Africa actually is a is a signatory to the various treaties to the various international uh, agreements, and the mutual legal assistance that I spoke to earlier is actually giving. Stra- uh, uh, um, it it actually gives more 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 effect. It actually gives more impact to make these uh, processes to be more effective, more efficient, and speedily. So, it's not easy to go to UAE, for instance, and say no. We just then now that the, the, these people have been found guilty, we take the Guptas. They come to the country. There are processes that are involved, and the policy formulation that actually is currently underway aims to make sure that these things are done speedily once uh, the, li- the legal processes start and also do the diplomatic uh, processes at the end of the day we will see the progress even uh, the special tribunal where the monies for instance have been spent they have been invested elsewhere through this uh, uh, pact through this uh, assistance we will be able to reach Right. out there and get those monies back into the coffers of the taxpayers of South Africa. All right, I've got uh, one more question for you after the break.
The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, we continue the conversation with Advocate Salbi Mahoto in studio. He's the spokesperson uh, for the special tribunal. I think one of the, the issues that Churchill was also trying to raise, Advocate Mahoto, is a question that says, um, how do you feel about the fact that there will be cases that you successfully pursue uh, for under criminal uh, under civil proceedings at the special tribunal, but you don't see these cases before the courts. In I, in as far as criminal oh, okay. prosecutions are are concerned, you know the SIU Act actually does make a the SIU and Special Tribunals Act seventy four of nineteen ninety six makes provision that at the investigative level. Should it happen that there is any elements uh, that are showing up of criminal reference could be made at that point. But also at the special tribunal, there are certain judgments having been granted where the judges would then write that based on the gravity of the allegations or the findings, mm-hmm. this, uh, the, 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 the NPA, for instance, or the Hawks need to see this uh, judgment for them to act. We, we, we have uh, quite, a lot, quite a lot of such. I wouldn't know what happens at the criminal part of the investigation, but from the civil recovery side, we are able to do, even if it's not referred at the investigative level, but at the adjudicative level, we have made such uh, such orders and made, and made such referrals. All right. Uh, Ronnie, I'll take you as the last caller for this morning. You're calling from Kabeha. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Ronnie. I'm fine. Advocate, um, you see, if um, a municipal manager was to be involved in in a corrupt act, right, it's going to be called um, fraud, corruption, criminal, etc. But when multinationals break the same law, when they do the same corruption, it's called accounting irregularities and so on. And it doesn't lead to a criminal conviction. They just pay a fine. Look at the collusion of, of the big uh, construction cartel. They just pay a fine. Um, EOH, uh, they do corrupt. These are criminal activities, but they just end up paying a fine. That's, that's, that's another thing about this whole thing. But if it were to be some, even this young student who got money deposited into her bank account, she's been sentenced to five years, but the multinational can, can do corruption and fraud with millions and you just pay a fine. That, that, that is a, a, a huge problem. And, and the second one is we, we forget about the capital flight of, of, of these multinationals where they ship their money out of the country under the radar of, 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 of SARS. That's also another big issue, but, but nobody looks at that. Nobody seems to tackle that. So these two two things must be also tackled. Mm. The, the corruption is almost sanitized, hey, Ronnie, that, that it's not called out as, as what it is. Yeah, two cases, as Kathy, that quickly come to mind. Uh, the Free State PPE procurement and the Bait Bridge were very, very clear that the biggest loser where there is such it happens to be the taxpayer. And that is what actually we need to get against. Uh, I, ju- I just did not get the essence of uh, my brother's question or comment, but uh, he spoke about the municipal manager. Uh, and my understanding is that 
irrespective of who gets involved. We have got quite a number, a number of cases at the special tribunal where different categories of people are subjected to litigation and where orders have to be made in the ultimate. They, 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 they are being, the law is being applied equally. So I wouldn't uh, want to think that maybe the, the, he said he's the, M, he's the municipal manager and as such, the, 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 there is... So, uh, so, 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 so what he's saying is um, corruption that takes place in the public sector is often punished and, you know, even how it's described is worded harshly like fraud, etc. But if it's in the private sector, then it, how it is described will be that it's called accounting irregularities. Um, and even the kind of action that is taken is seen as being lenient because you started off, oh, you started okay. us off there that these companies often just pay back the money. And, uh, and and let and, get and off it's, the, and off it's the done. Hook, yes, off the hook. yes, yes, yes. No, no. Uh, but uh, I think it also calls into question the, the 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 reporting methods because corruption needs to be reported irrespective of where it happens, and the law must apply equally. And that is what actually we are striving for at the special tribunal and also through other judicial processes. If something takes happens at the in the private sector, it needs to be reported and action must be taken investigations must be allowed to take place because one of the things that uh, is being said regularly is that as and when these things happen people become complacent and then they don't report and it becomes difficult even for the investigators or the judicial bodies to come and adjudicate as long as someone knows that an irregularity is happening elsewhere he or she has a duty to report all right, Advocate Salbi Mahoto, we're going to leave it there for this morning. Uh, he's the spokesperson for the special tribunal. As you heard, there are a lot of cases in the public sector that are referred to them for further investigation, but not so much the case when it comes to the private sector. And that is something that needs to change. I mean, even the fact that South Africa is found on the back foot when it comes to something like a simple ban of the public sector doing business with a company such as Bain and, and Company, that says a lot about what needs to change and what we need to be doing differently as a country. It's 10 o'clock. Let me take you over to Luanda Maume, who's standing by with the latest news.